Welcome to the Occupational Safety Leadership Podcast, episode number 75. In this episode, we'll sit down and talk about ISO 45001. We're continuing our journey. We have a, a lot of these episodes here. But in this one, we'll focus on the context of the organization. Really, what are the how how are, how are we going to tie this all in? Because there has to be a benefit to doing this. We just don't have extra time and extra money and extra effort uh, that we've just got to spend on. Uh, there has to be a benefit to the company. It would be purely awesome if we only focused on the people, and that's how it, it ought to be. But there also has to be that financial benefit there too. So let's just sit down and start to break down a couple of these uh, areas. For anyone just joining us, very quick uh, overview, ISO 45001 is a occupational uh, health and safety management system. It provides a framework for organizations to identify, control, and minimize risks related to health and safety in the workplace. Follows the Plan, Do, Check Act, much like I do in my everyday life. So let's just dive right into the context. So the context is we're going to sit down and look at how do we understand the internal and external factors that can impact the occupational health and safety management system. So there's going to be things like interested parties, legal and regulatory requirements, the strategic direction of the organization. And let's sit down and, and just look at a couple of the um, examples that, that will that we need to factor in. It doesn't mean that we need to have an individual SOP for this. Many times you can have a SOP and say, hey, I'm going to reference um, section four, section five, section six, just, you know, uh, in there. But the organizational structure, roles and um, responsibilities. Uh, and then, of course, we're also going to look at uh, things like the resources, the capital and, of course, capital is just money but also the human aspect of it too. And technology, what can we do out there to help technology um, to leverage these systems? There's a lot of uh, software systems out there and that's awesome and that's great. It's that you have the resources of which to go ahead and, 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 and host it and archive it and back it up and all that. There's a lot of mom and pops out there still that are doing everything on paper and that's okay too. You know, It just has to be a system that works for your company your plant, your facility, there's not going to be a one-size-fits-all out there. So anything I, I uh, say, of course, I want you to say that these are the experiences that that I've seen work. It doesn't mean that I've seen them all out there. Um, let's go on with a couple more here. We want to look at contractual uh, the, uh, the relationships such as outsourced activities. Are we outsourcing the facilities? Are we outsourcing uh, the maintenance? Are we doing the uh, uh, the grounds of the compound? Just what 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 other what kind of outsourced activities are out there then? So you want to look at the competence of the workforce. Very big broad term, of course, because the company has to be the one that says. Uh, my competence is good or my competence is not good, you know, and it doesn't mean that you need like also like any additional individual safety training. But what it could also mean is that we need to sit down and focus on maintenance for the robots or just other types of activities, too. So competence is a very broad um, encompassing term then. So commitment of the people. So is this something that as a corporation we're committed to, or is this something that somebody said is, is a good idea 
here's a couple thousand bucks to get started. Let's kind of see what happens, you know. So make sure that you have that commitment there because you can also have a fantastic system in place that you 100% mirror the ISO 45001 system and not go through the certification process so that you do not pay for that too. So because again, there's not going to be a one size fits all. There has to be a good framework and system for what's going to meet the company's needs out there. So uh, let's look at a couple of more here. And then finally, communication methodologies. And how do we look at the effectiveness? So again, very broad terms, of course, but do we plan on emailing people about goals and strategies? How do we keep people informed? Are we going to post something on the bulletin board? Are we literally going to stand at the front gate, as the front door, I should say, as people come in and give them a, give them a flyer? And, you know, because there has to be a way that we get the word out that this is going to be the strategic direction the company is taking. And they have to know that management is serious about this and not just a, oh, here comes the safety guy from corporate. He's got something else to talk about today. Great. So now I got to sit down and hear this. And then um, something else will happen. They'll lose interest. They'll focus on something else. So that they really have got to know that you're serious. And of course, as part of being serious is you got to have that commitment. You can't say, I'm just going to get, get this done with a couple thousand bucks. And if it happens, if it, it, it happens, awesome. And if it doesn't, well, oh, well, we tried, you know. So that is it for episode number 75. We focused in on the context of the organization. And it, this is really almost like the internal and external questions that we, we ask ourselves then. So uh, there are some other external factors. Uh, there are sometimes these stockholders are asking for more of these safety, environmental, and quality type programs too. And not just something uh, that we've come up with a internal on our, on our, on our own. Uh, so episode number 75 is complete. I'd like to thank everybody for joining me today. My name is Dr. David Ayers. Thank you and have a safe day.